Okay, continuing Simen Lamed Beis in Hilchos and we are up to Sif Yud Gimel. Shochnar Her says, "Yeh haklaf shalim, the klaf should be shalim. Shelo yehebo nekavim sheina diyoy oiver alav that you shouldn't have any holes in the klaf that the ink wouldn't go over it. We'll see what this means in the Mishabura. The hainu shalot the heha ois nearest by chalukah l'shtayim, which means let's say you had a letter resh, and in the resh there's going to be a hole in the resh, and when the cipher goes over it with his pen, so then depending on the size of the hole, uh, you, you will see either a full letter, that the ink will fill in that gap, and it's not visible as a hole because the ink is blocking that, or it's so, it's so big that the ink is going to not be able to hold in that hole, and you're going to still see a, a hole remaining, and it is no longer considered klaf shalim, and it will be possible. Let's see the mission. So he says like this: the, the only time a hole in a letter is kosher, and this doesn't mean empty space. That's a similar discussion. We're talking about a mamish, you have a hole in it. So that's only that it's so small that when the safe, when you're writing on it with your with your kumus, with your pen, so then the uh, ink fills in that hole, and the hole is not felt in the in the comus. You don't feel it on the on the edge of the uh, feather. So then, in love, you go right on top of it, and you fill it in, and it looks like a regular letter. Even though there is some ink that's filling in that gap, and if you would shine light on the other side of it, you would hold it up to the sun, you would actually see that it's not a klaf shalim. Still, kosher, it's kosher, and that's that's based on the Gemara. The Meshavur continues, If the hole is so big that the diyoy cannot, just cannot hold, so then the ois looks like it's uh, there's a piece missing, and that would be a problem. Even if the hole is in the leg, or on the roof of the letter, and it's surrounded by ink on all sides, so you would assume that, hey, everybody could see it as a letter, and that might be good in other situations. Over here, it's considered puzzle. Let's say you had a very big reish, and towards the top of the roof of the reish, there's a hole there. But if we would just ignore the top, you know, percentage of the reish, you would have a regular full reish. It was a very big reish. We don't need this extra reish, extra, you know, ink, and then there's a hole in it, it's ruining it. So on one hand, you should say, I still see it as an ice, and it should be kosher, yet the Mishnah Bura says, this is how we paskin, it would still be possible, uh, even though it has the full ice. Now, he points out, that's only if it took place before you finished writing it. If after it was written, then you had a hole in it, then it depends. If you have a tzuras ice up until the place of the hole, then you could ignore from the hole and the rest of it and say, I have a good ice. Now, this is a theme that it's a fundamental yesoid when it comes to safras. We're not going into it in detail, but it's 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 kedai for thirty seconds 
to hear this Yisod, and you'll see it fits in many of the halachas regarding Mukav Gevil that we'll see Mirza Hashem in the coming Seif. And that is as follows. There's two different types of psul when it comes to letters. One would be that it was never written Bishlemus, uh, and if it wasn't written properly, it's possible. And then there's a different type of psul, and that is that when I'm looking at these letters, I don't see it as a kosher letter. So what's the obvious nafkamina? This example. When you have a letter which everyone could look at it and say, that's a resh. Now, there happens to be that there's a hole towards the top of the resh, but it looks like a resh. It smells like a resh. It is a resh. So there, it's not felt in the, the what it looks like. There, the problem would be when the, the cipher was writing it, he did not write a resh because there was a hole in the resh, and that's not called writing a full reish. So it depends. If the hole took place and he wrote on top of it, so you didn't have a good cloth, that's not called a ksiva tama. Well, you borrow the term ksiva tama, and therefore it's puzzle. However, if this hole came later, so then it depends. If it looks like a reish, it has the tsurasa ice, it looks like a reish, it just, we just have to ignore the top part of it, and we look underneath the hole, we have a good reish, then there will, there will be no problem, and it will be kosher. We will see this yesoid come up throughout Simenam and Beis, and, and typically it will be, it will be brought down as Kaidim Siva and La'achar Siva, and that's the way to, uh, to understand it, that is it a soul of how it was written, or how it appears to, uh, to us at this point. And the Berlacha has a has a similar discussion regarding Kaidim Siva and Achar Siva. Okay. Sif Yodalid in the Shulchan Aruch. Switching gears here to a different halacha. Hasayfrim has reason. Those that are the the the, the Zrizim, Saifrim, they're meticulous. They oisim shloishimini klafen. They have three different types of klafen. Now we're talking about the Tfilin Shel Raish. There's four different types. There's four parshas. And each parsha by the Tzvon Shoresh had its own cloth, and he would stick it into the four different compartments in the Tzvon Shoresh. So the way the Munkatcher explained, and uh, this is basic in Safras, that that back in the day they didn't have very good bottom, and therefore the more pressure that was in the bottom by sticking in a thicker uh, cloth, the bottom would expand over time. If leather is not is not uh, you know, hardened, it can expand, shoes expand, and therefore you would have funny looking tefillin after a few years because the pressure from the cloth would cause the tefillin to expand in different ways. And therefore a cipher had to be very meticulous in how thick the cloth is that you're putting into these four compartments. Very important that depending on, you're talking about the outside of the four boxes or the inside, one has to be meticulous. And therefore, we have this halacha, but the truth is that Bismanazet, there's no there's no there's no uh, need for this uh you know, this the the zrizus of the siphon because our bottom of our tefillah are not, not going to expand, nothing's gonna happen as long as they know what they're doing, and therefore we don't uh, we don't care uh, too much for what it says over here, but we're learning Shulchan Aruch and the Meshavur, so we'll see what it says. So it says they, they would make oisim shloishim in a klafim, three different types of klafim. Ha'av, yoisir lichter beparsha shema, shehikatana. The thicker one, that uh, you don't need to roll it too many times because uh, you have parsha shema, so you want it to be 
you want it to be symmetrical. So Parsha Shema is the smallest Parsha of the four Parshas, and therefore it could be a thicker cloth. But Vahadak Menu, a little thinner, where because you need more space and you're going to roll it, you want it to be the same size. That the Parshas of Hoyim Shemaya, the Mishnah points out here that it's a Tosh cipher. She Yosegadala, because that's the uh, that's a little bigger. The Parshas Kalish, the Parshas of Hoyim Kviyachashim, Aruchos Oisim Cloth Dak Moid, make the thinnest of the three. Vazei Yismal Habatim Beshava, Vazei Ono Let's Fill, and that's how the Batim are fill Beshava. They're filled equally, and that's Noi for the Tefillin. And uh, different, uh, different mahalchim, different minhagim. Let's see the mishabruv. I document the parsha of Hayyim So the obvious question is that Hayyim is much longer than all the other parshas. So that should be the thinnest. So he says, That's in between. It's, it's bigger than Shema, but it's smaller than than Hayyim They get the thinnest of the cloth from Via Rav Aaron. They all had the same, they were all equal. However, they would leave extra space from the uh, from the uh, smaller parshius. And when they rolled it up, it ended up, it ended up being uh, equal, depending on how much uh, space was there. And either way, they figured out how to how to uh, navigate this situation, you don't want it to start uh, squeezing. Uh, you, you would, you would, you would have it, you know, smoother um, by the gilyonim if you if you needed a thinner uh, cloth, and if you need a thicker cloth, so you wouldn't work on it too much. You will leave the margins thick, and that it's, it's a similar thing to what the mechaber says, where the the cipher would consider how to have. It's it's symmetrical. So either you have bigger ones, or you care about the thickness in the margin without messing around with the cloth that you're writing the parshias on. That you know the, the cloth underneath the letters. You would uh, navigate this uh, the, the bottom. Either way, as the monkacher and many of the other achronim say, we're not too worried about anything expanding and having lopsided filling. It's all going to look good. Nothing's going to happen, and therefore they do what they do.